0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the In It for the Long Run podcast.
1: I'm Katie, and I'm Ellie. And today, I've forgotten the title of what we're doing: exercise addiction and pressure within running, and kind of how that affects performance outcome.
0: You got there in the end.
1: Yes, I did. um before we get going we're just going to talk about what's new and running this week because we haven't done that in a while so ellie have you got anything to add to the what's new and running this week it could be anything to you or like anything you've heard or seen
0: yeah so i'm having a down week this week because that sounds like i'm depressed anyway <laughs> that sort of was a monday because of emotional troubles as Katie knows but yeah so I'm having a half mile each week this week because I've done five weeks on about 35 or probably more nearer 30 miles and I've been up in the elevation and I did two sessions for two weeks so I'm just letting my body have so I'm gonna have a rest like from the high intensity and also I don't want to get injured because my injury is sort of flaring up a bit. So look after your body,
1: guys, because I want an England vest. It's also very important to let the training that you've done absorb into your body. So if you just keep smashing your legs and smashing your legs, it's not gonna do anything Cause you just keep getting like wrecked i was about to use a bad word then I was about to use the f word but i didn't say the f word go me yeah so it's good it's literally training absorb. i sort of had a down week this week it's all of unintentional because i had a few niggles i kept getting cramp which it, which i kind of found out was due to my hydration literally me i got like a mini headache last yesterday <laughs> Yeah so I kept getting sort of little cramps and I got really, like loads of little niggles but then I got massage and it sorted it all right out but yeah for like I had a couple of days off running and the mileage has been really low but we don't mind that's okay it is what it is shout out to my masseuse Katie I love you Katie Katie with a Y not an IE Katie with a Y yeah she is the best masseuse ever and she knows my body really well especially being like young and being like a girl and teen your body is so different to an adult and she works really well with it. Yeah as everyone probably might know from my Strava I've kind of been doing a bit of up bit of down bit of up bit of down with my mileage week by week not really intentionally to be fair I didn't know it was going like that but I been mean, focused more on sort of intensity over volume because I know I've got a really good endurance base so what I lack is speed big time speed and hills is what I need endurance is fine but I do need to kind of oh, slowly up my mileage because obviously I've been hitting probably it's 20 like
0: miles 20
1: miles then 30 yeah. miles yeah 20 miles a week so it's not bad but I do want to get it I need to get it off yeah so I'm going to a very lovely place called Hadley or oh, shout out to all my Essex people that know Hadley yes it's it was the Olympic mountain bike course actually Hadley it's where they done sort of the London 2012 um mountain bike downhill mountain biking so so it's really hilly because they've done all the downhill mountain biking on it so I'm gonna run up some of them I yeah, saw that elevation
0: new... it's literally like the Lake District the one you sent me I was like holy shit yeah.
1: Yeah, but I don't know whether to go there and do a sort of long run and get, get the elevation in or go there and do reps or yeah. go there and do, like, the climbs, easy on the rest. It's the climbs, easy on. Yeah, yeah, I know do, it yeah. It's
0: not- do a tempo. Like, do hard
1: on the ascents, easy on the downhills and flats. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I won't, I won't add that in. A what? No, I was supposed to a llama place. It's sort of a like llama. a llama farm. I saw it on a TikTok. llama. I thought you meant alarm. llama. Uh. No, it's, it, a llama is in like a bouncy, yeah, no. furry animal. Bouncy. And you get to feed them. And it's like, yeah, they bounce. Hold on, I've got to show you a llama bouncing. But yeah, no, we have loads of llamas near us. We have like three sets within a few miles. <gasps> Karma Llama Cafe. Oh, my God, I've got to show you the Karma Llama Cafe. They do bounce. Yeah, just for context, everyone. That was a video of a llama bouncing. The you getting really bit, excited over this. <laughs> I know, that's because when, we, when I go to the Lake Dishes, I'm probably going to go there. Oh, no, it might not be open. Yeah, I was going to say that. No, I need my llama fix. I have, like, a yearly... I, need, I only go there, like, yearly. I need my yearly Karma Llama Cafe mix. Mixed. I'll probably see you, yeah. I'll probably see you at some point, so I'll get you a pen from there. I wasn't running as a whole, actually. Um, did you see that the um hundred 100 mile record went on the track? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that actually. right. That that was
0: pretty crit- literally. Yeah,
1: oh. <laughs>
0: wasn't it like the guy? I don't know whether cool. this was ages ago or when it was broken, but he was running 442 per kilometer for a hundred miles.
1: Probably. That's Sounds right. <laughs> kind of went off a bit there. Don't I know. said I wasn't going to talk about the lava place. I we're talk about the bloody lava <laughs> place. Okay. Anyway. Um, Europeans were cancelled. Um, yes. Europeans were cancelled. That's kind of sad. Were you going to do the trials for Europeans? I was going to do them, but I'm sort of
0: glad they were cancelled at the same time because now if people got an England vest, I wouldn't be jealous of them because I'm not in very good shape.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not That's so English selfish, theory. though. No, I totally get what you mean. Though. I think every runner can relate to that. Like, it's not jealousy, but it's because you want it so bad. It's, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what yeah. you mean. Because I have recently got some new shoes, everyone. So these are the Innovate Mod Claws, I believe. I think yeah. Yeah, we need to get, get shout into it. To, it. Shout out to Pete Bland. What? He's died, hasn't he? I know. R.I.P.
0: people out. And they've got the, we got the um, memorial tribute. Yes,
1: like, magazine, magazine thing. People. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it came oh, in. I love, love that with.
0: magazine. So, yeah, I'll just say my story first and then we'll get straight into the pressures with him running. So I'll just get into it um right now. So it all started when I was in about year seven and I heard that kids were supposed to do 60 minutes of exercise a day and I thought wait a minute I'm only doing that like three times a week so I innocently tried to up my exercise game (laughs) to fit in with the government's recommendations and excuse my language but how fucked up is that like I should have been enjoying my childhood and instead I'm worrying about trying to fit walking into my day just because the government said we should be doing it. I know they need recommendations, but the pressures like kids face to get exercise in and like be seen as healthy is, yeah, it's just out of this world really. So anyway, after that I thought, but walking doesn't improve my fitness very much. And I was also seeing the image of the perfect body everywhere on my social media, the news, Instagram, Snapchat, the internet, literally everywhere and I also literally everyone always goes on about the weight and exercising food because of consumerism of diet culture and how normalized it is so yeah my exercise addiction actually ties in a lot with my eating disorder and for me once one got worse so did the other so if you've ever watched our second episode, you'll know that it all started with Lent, which was around the time that I started to exercise a little bit more. So that became a healthy, innocent addition to my day, a little bit more walking here and there. And then not soon after, about summer 2018, I started to try to get abs and this is where it all started to go downhill very quickly. I wanted to try and get abs for summer 2018 And when I thought of this, it was like the summer body, and I was literally 13, so I was in year nine. And that is so young to be thinking consciously about my body. But anyway, I started doing two ab workouts a day for about half an hour total, which is obviously really stupid and unnecessary. But I remember at the time looking up ab workouts for six-pack, and I worked them out so much that they literally got so strong that these six-pack workouts were too easy <laughs> little flex from my past self um and I remember taking photos in Thailand in 2018 and being so excited that you could see my abs like the definition lines because I used to think that that is, was so unachievable for me because I always had like a bit of a bigger stomach um and I later proved to myself that it is unachievable. It is achievable for most people, but only if they restrict to an unhealthy level, which I did. Um, so it comes to later in twenty nineteen where it started to get at its worst. I don't remember much before then because I feel like you just sort of try and block things out of your mind from your past self if they're obviously traumatic to remember because honestly it's like childhood trauma like it was really bad um and I missed out on so many memories but we'll get to that later so it was later in 2019 where it started to get its worst but my running was improving like a lot so in 2019 I can't remember exactly when but around the start of it I started deciding that I wanted a bigger bomb. <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed to say that now, but I'd say like 80% of girls do and they aren't satisfied with the body. Or probably more than that, to be honest. But anyway, yeah, I really wanted to pick a bum and I wasn't prepared to go to the gym because it was a bit of a far to be honest. So I started looking at loads of models and their workouts. And I actually watched a lot of 10K calorie challenges, which is actually another really toxic thing that I did in the past and I've now heard that people with eds try to take themselves out of their body and watch how much food other people are eating because it turns into a like into way more than just what you're eating or how much you're exercising because you just wish you could eat what they eat so yeah anyway I started doing home workouts I remember I did the same one for months on end I'm not gonna say which one because I don't want you guys to like copy me and like yeah it wasn't a good idea and also at this point I didn't even have a rest day I would run three to four times a week and then do the bum and ab workout the days I wasn't running and it was actually ridiculous because they only worked out glutes and abs to try and get the gold body that everyone dreams of getting and it still is to be honest like it was then and it still is now um so my workout literally lasted 90 minutes which is just ridiculous to be working out two muscle groups and then I was stretching um and I hated it and I couldn't wait until it was over and that was definitely when I realized it probably wasn't normal to dread exercise but some gym goers tried to say everyone hates exercise but that's not right at all like you should love moving your body and if you don't it's obviously not the right type of movement for your body you should literally look forward to it look forward to those adrenaline pumping but yeah going to the gym and lifting weights isn't for everyone and neither is running and you just have to find out what works best for you so I basically knew it was bad when I wouldn't go out with my friends because I was so strict on what I could eat, what times I could eat. And the same with exercise because I had to fit all in my day. And obviously I didn't even have a rest day, which was stupid. So they basically went hand in hand and fueled each other's obsessive tendencies because to me, exercise addiction and itology in both helped me achieve my aesthetic goals. But I obviously know that was so wrong um I feel like there were so many much deeper things that I could say but I honestly have forgotten about a lot of them because it's the same as yeah like I said childhood trauma like you try to erase it from your life and your mind and honestly what I put myself through was trauma if you think I'm over exaggerating like you should have yeah I, I wouldn't want anyone to go through that but I hate it when people try and under exaggerate what other people have gone through um but I just want to share a few memories that I have that certified to me now how bad it was looking back at it um, so a few times like on days out our trips abroad like long flights to Thailand I'll get so anxious about thinking when and where I could exercise and how I could fit in and I know it's ridiculous because I wouldn't have lost any fitness or muscle, but I was very obsessive about it. And another standout moment was Thailand 2019. I posted a photo of me showing my six-part and got a lot of messages from people I'd hardly ever spoken to, saying, oh, my God, you look amazing. And another photo, I've actually deleted it now because it was triggering me a while ago in recovery, but you could basically see my whole, like, ribs and my abs. And, yeah, I did look ill. But I thought it looked amazing because that's what portrayed in the media is like the gold body. So you never realise how bad it is until you look back at it. Um, I also remember taking a lot of photos of my abs at the time and I wouldn't eat for a long time. And then I'd do some crunches and take photos in the mirror in the morning and I was still unsatisfied. And the main thing I want you guys to take away... that aiming for a certain body and achieving it will bring you no joy whatsoever when i was at my thinnest and when i was at my leanest i always wanted to be more defined to be thinner but then once i got to that point i i wanted to be more muscular so you'll always want you what you can't have and i want then i wanted a bum and my legs not to grow And I was so unhappy and self-conscious about my body because I became my body. Like, it was the only thing I valued about myself, even though I was still picking it apart. And honestly, it was the only thing... It was only about six months ago that I actually got my personality back and I became the hyper, weird, crazy person that I am right now. You probably can't tell that I'm weird and hyper, but it is the morning while I'm filming this. So... Yeah, now I love exercise because of the endorphins, because of races, because of the friends I've met, because of the mental barriers I can overcome and because it's my escape, not an escape from my body and to get the aesthetic goals, but an escape from all the bad things in the world that have nothing to do with me. Um, So things people don't talk about when you over-exercise because it's not all glamorous like the media portrays. I remember reading once that, Victoria's Secret models work out for six hours a day. So I just wanted to list a few things that people don't talk about when you over-exercise. So obviously you lose your period and reduce your bone density. Um, you also become really hungry all the time because your body can't keep up with the demand for fuel that it needs. So some people can literally go. Um, into like starvation mode you also people lose their hair people um become really tired i know i was always really tired and i was always really angry at everyone i literally remember being angry at my cat for doing the smallest things yeah i was just so annoyed and i honestly thought it was hormones at the time but i know now that when i'm hormonal i become like sad and like crying instead of becoming angry at people so I know that it wasn't hormones before anyone says that it was um because I know my own body better than anyone obviously I was also very weak and like just I couldn't yeah, my body couldn't keep up with the exercise that I was putting under and it just felt sore all the time and it could never fully recover. And my mum said to me when I told her we were filming this episode, she said, are you going to mention um, the time? I think it was in about October, but basically when the gym shut, I was still recovering from my injury a bit. And I was just obsessed with getting a bite because... I knew I was gonna lose fitness, but honestly, I think I, I think i would recovered by then. But there is still a lot of thoughts in my mind about I probably am addicted to running. To be honest, that sounds stupid, but like it's just because it's a mental escape, and like it's so fun to just push yourself, not push yourself to the point of breaking, but just push yourself. Say twice a week, like on sessions. So it's not actually to do with the aesthetics; it's more to do with the fitness side of it and racing and just yeah pushing myself so it's not actually to do with the things that used to be associated with which is a lot better like um obviously it's still not perfect because I still need to heal my relationship with running but mainly because I love it so much and like I couldn't imagine my life without it so it's like it's a tough balance but Where's the mum? No. Who are you were speaking to? On the podcast. On myself? I'm filming my part because Casey didn't. What are you doing? Casey didn't what? She didn't have time to th- I need to film it I'm in a watch. Sorry, where's mum? I've uh, gone to the store. Do you know what happened last night? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I had to carry down. <laughs> Yeah, I know that. I did from the dark side. had to get more of them. had to drop you in. And then you'd be able to sleep
1: you while we were working with that room. Mm-hmm. How long ago did she go? Mm, oh,
0: quite, quite a, a while, go. while ago.
1: Don't on your podcast. Why mm. <laughs>
0: don't we do it?
1: It's been a day today anyway.
0: Mm.
1: You're going for a run after for that. Yeah. yeah huh?
0: it comes from more of a place of loving my body rather than hating it and like just loving the sport i guess um obviously i know it could be better but it also could be a lot worse like considering what i've come through i think i've done pretty well to not fully rely on running i do rely on it a lot but i don't fully rely on it um for my emotional, my stability. But yeah, so I thought I'd quickly run through, well, not very quickly, but <laughs> sort of quickly run through my story because I feel like a lot of people can probably, re- I feel like a lot of people can probably relate to that like aesthetic goal and like doom obsessive tendencies to get to that aesthetic goal. So yeah, we're just gonna be talking about the pressures in running now. Um so yeah, over to me and Katie. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> okay, right. Anyway, so I've already touched on sort of obsessed is just the words the lazy used to describe dedicate, dedicated. But um yeah, I just thought, thought we'd talk about like self-perception really and pressure that you put on yourself regarding sort of racing, hitting certain things, hitting certain times, yeah, and just stuff like that, really, and getting getting too caught up in it when really you just lose the meaning behind what we're doing in the first place so yeah that was inspirational it got me a bit choked up but back to pressure (laughs) so I think as an athlete we all put pressure on ourselves that's just kind of the game that you play hold on drink break
0: yeah so if you do sessions then you always aim for certain times And I feel like when you don't get into those times, you are just internally disappointed whether you mean to put pressure on yourself or you don't anyway.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you go into training, you kind of, that is what you sign up for. The pressure is what you sign up for or racing with the pressure is what you sign up for. But then again, that's enough pressure as it is. Do you need the added pressure of like doing well? Yeah. See the races that we're going to be doing in the summer because we're only doing a few like a small well you're probably you're doing all of them aren't you yeah yeah um yeah because I'm only doing like three of course the pressure is going to be on so I'm obviously going to end up putting a lot of pressure myself there but I mean you can't really you see how it goes I mean sometimes I know I do quite well under pressure because heart pounds the adrenaline's going I always kind of end up doing better that's why I sort of do better races like nationals because it's a bigger race and there's a lot more people and I think right better get my game on yeah <laughs> Whereas, like smaller races I know I'm actually like gonna do all right in, and I'm not doing all right in because there's no there's not that sort of pressure to do to perform if that makes sense yeah I feel like when in
0: 2017 like I said I didn't do any races which is like crazy because I love races so much now but I literally felt so much pressure and that was just from like small races and I weren't I wasn't even that good. And I just felt so much pressure. Like I put it on myself mainly, but I feel like cause I have such competitive. Can you shut up? <laughs> I am such competitive like my dad's always pushing me to obviously do well because he knows I can do well but sometimes because you put so much pressure on yourself that's just like additional pressure that you don't need and if it's like a high stakes race then it's just sort of like whoa and it gets a bit too much sometimes depending on like especially how flashy metabolism is (laughs) I feel like everyone has that struggle (laughs) the portal with yeah, is
1: sometimes ride. too much yeah well oh, I was gonna say yeah so shout out to shout out to dad mm-hmm. yeah my dad's a my dad's a coach but it's actually really good because I don't think there's ever been a point where my parents have just kind of encouraged me to enjoy it really I don't think there's ever been the pressure to do well from my parents it's more it's usually it's usually me that puts so much pressure on myself that my parents are like right calm down a bit like it's not that big of a deal it's just a race they sort of it's me that pulls the pressure on and then then that kind of brings me back down
0: yeah
1: earth. oh and my like, god the, yeah
0: that's what I, I that it's
1: yeah. actually just a race at the end of the day even though it's much more than that kind of to us but it is just a race and like, and yeah, just you calm down to like yeah what we do is hard I mean for some races the races in the summer because, obviously, we saw a train leading up to the 2020 races. They got cancelled. Then, I know, as soon as I heard that they were cancelled, like, the my A races, A being the ones I want to do the most, when I heard they were cancelled for 2020, I started really ramping up the training. So, technically, I've been training for these races that are coming up for, like, nearly two years. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of pressure. That's a lot of pressure, but... Yeah, you just got to take a step back and realize actually it's not a big deal. And if you don't enjoy the process, like this whole process of training, getting ready for them, and getting fit, is actually enjoyable. And if you're not finding it enjoyable, what's the actual point?
0: Yeah, especially because no like say there. if you do yeah. well as a junior, you like, and you're not gonna carry it on till you're a senior, there's no point in getting like caught up in the races because. At the end of the day, they're just going to be a bit of a memory. Like, you're going to remember the fun more than you are going to remember the position. And also, I've obviously been injured, basically, sort of on and off from August. So, I feel like there's probably less pressure on me, like, on myself, just because I haven't had races in so long. And if I would have had races, I'd have been injured anyway. So, I'm just learning to, like, enjoy the process and the actual race, because otherwise... Yeah, like you said, what's the point, really?
1: Yeah, I agree. Because, yeah, there's not really a lot I can say. <laughs> right, hold on. Joke break. What um,
0: what else can we actually say about that? What, oh, right. What about, like, say,
1: should, um, seeing people on social media? Oh, I've again? got one. They're- oh, yeah, oh, I know one. what to talk about. I know what to talk about. I know what to talk about. Go on. Also, I find that travelling to a race personally i find it absolutely bloody brilliant i love driving to races it's so cool cheeky road trip cheeky trips m service station love it honestly there's nothing better that is what i live for road trips are what i live for but anyway um but that excitement can turn to pressure because oh you're literally sitting in a car for like four hours five hours and there's nothing else to think about apart from the race because you're going there there's literally nothing else you can think about. And I guess that kind of, that pressure can disrupt a race, I guess, because obviously you're trying to deal with travelling and it's constantly on your mind. I think that's when sort of mind-numbing things come into play, so sort of trying to focus on other things other than the race to sort of, yeah, so it's not constantly playing in your mind because that can really have havoc when you racing. And you're numb,
0: bum, you can focus on that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Just focus on my... <laughs> Arse going down, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah, I get
0: what you mean though because I feel like because my races are always so local, except the races, not the races, the lakes. They maybe the maximum like traveling time is like two and a half hours, which compared to what you're doing isn't very mm-hmm. much. Is there,
1: um, um, it depends if it's northern lakes or southern lakes. To be fair, northern
0: yeah.
1: northern lakes, it can be can be bad. No, on a good day, probably five hours in Northern Lakes, I'd say. On a really good day, and then sort of southerny sort of lakes, probably four on a good day. There's no traffic. Yeah, I think mine were um, near
0: Ambleside because I remember one of them. I think Claire Ryland's literally jogged by like a kilometre, and she was there, like from her house. Yeah, um, I love that. That's brilliant. I wish I yeah. wish I had. That.
1: I will. here we are, four hours in the car. <laughs> yeah, so Lucy Bartholomew's,
0: Lucy Bartholomew's post was pretty good. Um, it's only a short one, but it sort of summarises how people judge you despite running 170 kilometres um, across the, I think it's the Larrapinta Trail. Um, and it looked horrendous, like the the ground looked horrendous. And yeah, I saw it on Strava and I was just blown away by the fact that she literally slept for no longer than 10 minutes overall. And I think it took her 52 or 54 hours. So, yeah, I'll read her post yeah. now. Uh, here's a picture of me eating pasta and bread after running 170 kilometres, trying to contain a bloody nose, scratched from scrambling off trail. Smashing my phone, thirty hours with no sleep, and realizing that I still had eighty kilometers to go. To the comments on my weight slash appearance, please come back to me when you've walked a step in these shoes. Be kind to every kind, and I just realized that she actually ran um, two hundred and fifty kilometers, not one hundred and seventy, <laughs> which is crazy.
1: Yeah. Like, oh
0: my god,
1: crazy <laughs> good. I swear to God, people would judge you about anything these days. It's so bad. I know. It's actually ridiculous. Like, the fact that... Like, why, why can't we focus
0: on her achievement rather than what she looks like? I know. If, the, if how she looked had affected her performance, mm-hmm. then, like, how would they even know anyway? How do people even know when how you look affects your performance? It's more how you fuel and how you recover and how you actually run. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> Fair enough, see if she was like really thin and she's literally opened up about um, under-fuelling a lot and I think she went, did she go like six years without a period from the ages of like 16 to 22 or something, I think I heard. Um, Or maybe 24. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she had to take a year out, didn't she? She skipped out on, she's actually not doing Western States this year, which I think is the right decision. I mean, after doing the, I'm going to pronounce it wrong, La... The trail what's it called Larry yeah exactly that's an achievement enough i think i think she's just focusing on herself isn't she rather than racing this year i think, I think...
0: She, she's just because it's because of corona restrictions because it's obviously in america oh, and australia God, yeah yeah. yeah
1: yeah but i think that would probably benefit her anyway like she needs time to sort of cracker because she's doing really well she needs to keep building rather than racing i think yeah yeah definitely make her better and stronger she'll come back yeah but social media definitely hadn't go at her for that i know it's
0: actually ridiculous though like are people that petty that they're gonna like criticize say because she doesn't have abs or something
1: like yeah Yeah, because i've obviously followed her journey for quite a while 'Cause you know, sort of been I've sort of been sort of I guess a part of the ultra running community since I was a child. So I mean, I guess I can't yeah, I have well, anyway. I've been following her journey for quite a while. So and there was a post that she done after she came third at Western States, I think it was in 2018, and obviously she was bloated. I mean, after a hundred miles. Yeah, I know. Bloated. get bloated like after a day honestly and that was like two days yeah because without people food said, people were going to her are you pregnant like i was like what the hell she's not pregnant but people were proper going in at her they were like what's wrong with your stomach and she was like it's just blood. But people were like she are we're, you pregnant
0: she looks like, like hey. her stomach to me looked muscly was it just me because
1: like she looked sort of <laughs> oh my god you know when
0: weightlifters have, like, really muscly stomachs just because, like, they're muscly everywhere. She looked like that. So I was thinking she just looked mm-hmm. really strong, but then I was like, yeah, she has run 250 kilometres. Like, because mm-hmm. her body would just be fighting against, like, having no food and just doing everything it can to sort of keep going, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you run like that, your body literally, like, attacks itself. It's like, what is going on? And then I know, for like a lot of people for days after your body still don't go back to normal. I think it's like for three weeks, your body is still sort of taking in what you've just done to it. Like you've literally just like smashed the body in a good way. Yeah, literally. That would have been been her two week mileage, wouldn't it? 250k. Yeah, literally. Mm -hmm, Literally. But yeah, she, she deals with it really well. I mean, through posting, social media, using that to inspire people like us any young girls to like it's all sort of becoming normalized not really normalized but less normalized than it was I said that completely wrong no I mean like it's becoming social media is becoming a better place for sort of athletes and younger people with people speaking out about stuff like that so I mean that's good yeah because you never see
0: behind like the post like literally someone could be under eating loads being like sort of really lean and have abs and have like muscly legs but say they don't have the period they could get a stress fracture a few weeks or months later but you don't see that side because they hardly post about it and then certainly the back doing better than ever because they've actually learned to take care of the body and not push it to like ridiculous limits like they used to
1: Mm -hmm. yeah right so guys thank you for listening to the this week's episode of the in it for the long run podcast i hope you enjoyed i've been ellie i've been katie i'm not going anywhere make sure to check out our socials on instagram and yeah stay tuned for the next one.